this sucky now. We back in full effect, everybody. I need one of them DJ voices. <laughs> Coming live this Saturday at the Linden Square Mall. So um, I want y'all to know that this is a special episode of Cut Different. Hashtag Cut Different. You know why it's a special episode of Cut Different? Y'all supposed to say why. Why? Why is that? Because oh, we got y'all here. That's right. <laughs> every episode is special. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> So, Nick is in here. What's going on? Do How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Is that more live? That boy got more words. <laughs> Brother Moushe? Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? How y'all doing? How y'all feel? How y'all be? The newest addition to the Cut Different yes, Show. Sir. Yes, sir. And you got your boy G, George and Trisha's son. I ain't got nothing else to say about me. But what's up, fellas? Nothing much. Oh, we here. Good Sunday. Yes, Made for the week. Yes, sir. Oh. Glad to see you, everybody. I thought I thought it was about to be a funeral announcement when, when you started up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to get that uh, that animation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go off the rails purposely and just record it so I can just play it. <laughs> yeah. A few ladies wanted us to do another episode about what we did last week. So it'll, it'll be another part. It'll For be sure. a part two. Yeah. Where we actually stay on the topic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know what? If you don't mind, man, I want—I would like my wife to come in and speak because, you know, she's done a lot of work on on that particular topic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just the relationship between the black man and black woman, man. And I—I I wanted her to come the last time, but I didn't want to impose, so I figured I, you know, Part just of the show, sir. Well, yeah, you Bring know, I just man. yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I don't All want, you have to you know, do make is sure. just write it in the group for sure, for sure. We yeah. know, yeah. Let us know because there was a lot of stuff, man. We, ooh, we, man, we could have, we <laughs> yeah, could have yeah. kept going with that. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, you know, getting to that that actual topic. See, we had a lot of good conversations about things that mm-hmm. weren't a, exactly about what she said. Right, right. We had a lot of the branches just mm-hmm. kept growing and growing. But mm-hmm. I would like for us to just focus like solely on just that. That subject, no doubt. So that the the women listeners can like, no doubt, really, really get their feel of it. Okay. Even though they ain't supposed to be listening, I know y'all out there though. <laughs> <laughs> right on. But anyway, what's going on this week, man? What's going on? We got a lot to talk about. Yes, sir. We are talking about today the documentary that came out in 1954. Mm-hmm. Sponsored by the same company that did Ebony Magazine. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that company? Uh, it was it the Johnson Company. Yeah, yeah, Johnson Company. Um, uh, man, they did a lot of stuff. Um, the um. Well, before we get into that, yeah, we'll go I, ahead and tell them. Yeah, <laughs> the documentary is how to sell to the Negro. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Actually, we'll just upload. That to the page as well. For sure. We'll put that on the page so that y'all can look at it for yourself because it's like 20 minutes long, so I don't mm-hmm. want to play it during the show for y'all. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the uh, Real Black uh, Real Black YouTube channel because they are the ones who put it up there, man. And this, you know, they have a lot of good information on their uh, on their channel as well. So if you guys are perusing through, you know, uh, YouTube, check them out. Show them mm-hmm. some love. You said you know. perusing. Yeah, perusing, you know, cruising, perusing, like, you know what I'm saying? Walking I know I ain't through. never perusing no more in life. <laughs> I am perusing for now. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But the documentary, mm-hmm. you want to go ahead and open us up on that? 
It's yeah, man. Yeah, and I mean, it was like I said, it was done by the Johnson Company, and it was um, coming from a from a perspective of selling. You know, how to. You know, it was a how to manual for prospective uh, sellers to market to the quote unquote Negro during the fifties. Uh, and one of the things that kind of stuck out to me was they were saying that you know, and I'm using air quotes, we blacks like flashy things. You know, we 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 liken you know expensive items to um, quality. There you go to quality. And so that was one of the stick. That was one of the things that really stuck out to me. And because I see that still in uh, advertising today. Yeah. You know, and it's. Yeah, I was going to. Go ahead, Nick. No, no, I was going to. When you're done, because if you go to college and you study like Mm -hmm. business psychology or whatnot, Mm -hmm. really meant who they're targeting is us. And I've seen it throughout Mm -hmm. commercials, even ads and stuff like that. They won't use a. Black actor for right, you know promote right, their stuff, right? But they know who their target audience is. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah, all the bad stuff, yeah. right? Mostly, mm-hmm. mostly. The only people that really use like black audience in their commercials, like McDonald's, Chick Fil A, you know, right. what I mean the fast foods right. and stuff like that. But liquor, liquor commercials, liquor commercials, yeah, yeah Henny and all them. Right, you can, you can see a hint of it. Um, not to step all the way because I wanted to hear your whole opening monologue of it. Mm-hmm. Like what you had to say about it, um, and and household goods, and mm-hmm. you're starting to see them target, and not necessarily just black people. A lot of it is geared to towards black women. Mm-hmm. You'll see like uh, uh, you'll see like the target like this this bullseye on her back. Right. They know she gonna go in there with her purse. Right. Oh, it does that. <laughs> right. That vacuum do what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're going to be point. singing and listening to Patty Bell, Bell on Saturday morning with your Hoover. Right. Come get one. Right. It's on sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how they do. <laughs> I see you all the time. It's funny that you say that, man, because I have so many childhood memories of, you know, Saturday mornings as a young man. And I'm going to date myself with this. Let's, listening to Casey Kasem, The Countdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Have my oh, mama cleaning and got the whole, you know, we cleaning up and stuff and listening to, you know what I'm saying, no the top 40s. Yeah, he don't have no <laughs> idea. For all of you. For all of you. uh, uh full soul train. Right. Okay. You know, okay. you younger <laughs> brothers and sisters out there, man. Yeah, Casey Kasem had The Countdown, you know, the top 40. We had like the top 40 hits or whatnot, but you know, just like uh, G, don't call me big man said, you know. <laughs> well, I'm fat out here in this world. Well, nah, <laughs> but you know, it's just one of those things, man. And that was another selling point of the documentary. I'm pretty much done with it. You know, we can kind of go on, with, you know, go on and talk about it and kind of tie it into some other things, man, because there is, they were targeting a certain demographic. Mm-hmm. And this certain demographic is what we now know as, or what has come to be known as the black bourgeoisie or the middle class. And I'm using air quotes again. And so that, um, they can see that. Right, right, right. <laughs> that, uh, that, that particular, um, video, you know, was a marketing tool used to kind of distinguish or set a dividing line, man. And, there was another show, and I, I hate that you guys, I don't know if you watched it or not, but I sent it to you. It was, um, this guy, this is another uh, a YouTube channel. It's uh, Heskia News, and he's another brother on YouTube, man. He's got a lot of good videos. And in this video, it was a 1984 episode of City Line, which was a local access uh, program that was done in Baltimore. And what the, that was my Baltimore accent. But, nah, uh, <laughs> but in this particular interview, they interviewed a guy by the name of Russ Johnson. He was... Um, 
from the Black United Fund. He was a part of that. And then there was another guy. He was a publisher for American Visions magazine. His name was Gary Perkerin. You going into a whole nother video? Yeah, but it it, it sort of jives with. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't want to lose them. Man, because I'm going to be going 100 miles a minute. But basically, getting back to what we were talking about with the uh, with this black bourgeoisie, there is that was the main uh, target audience of that particular video. And they they used this video to market, you know, higher quality things like, oh, this is how you sell to the Negro. And this is what. This is what we want the middle class Negro to, you know, to to think like. And that other interview that we'll talk about a little bit later kind of talks about the black middle class. And I know you guys in the audience have probably heard that term, this black middle class, black middle class, black middle class. And so that's kind of what what I would like to bring into this uh, into the conversation, that dividing between the haves and the have nots. What did you think about the documentary? The video, the one. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, you we, was talking. I was into it. I'm sorry. He's like, so what do you think about that? I'm like, yeah, he's huh? done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we on the podcast, Nick. <laughs> no, he just caught me off guard. I'm listening because he's, he's very ready. informer. Nick is funny, man. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> man, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree with everything. Uh, like I said, I still see it to this day. It's nothing that, uh, and I studied psychology, business psychology, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Everything that you can pretty much think of. And yeah, man, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I very much agree. It's still going on to this day. It's nothing like, nothing new. Mm-hmm. They yeah. said it there. They're just doing it differently now with new technology and new ways to enslave the mindset of us. Yeah. Right. Or middle class, per se. Yeah. My, my take on it wasn't as, I, I don't think it was as derogatory as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think just thinking about the world of marketing mm-hmm. yeah. and although it can have some racist, uh, racist undertones, mm-hmm. I think they were identifying mm-hmm. right. more, more than anything. Right. Uh, like they said in the opening of that, uh, untapped market mm-hmm. because most stores back then weren't allowing us to come in exactly. and shop as we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, and I, I guess some, Somebody at the news group mm. uh, said, oh, you know what these companies aren't doing? Hmm. Look right. at what they're doing. They right. got better suits than y'all. They got better clothes than, you know, better cars and houses. Mm-hmm. Look where they stand at. Mm-hmm. Y'all better get this money. Right. And the whole untapped market. Yeah. Yeah. Untapped, they called us an untapped market. Like, like mm-hmm. I said, it does have some racist undertones. Right. And it was, it was, it was, it was extremely off-putting <laughs> I say that <laughs> yeah least. yeah but we 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 also you know we have to identify them as well mm-hmm. as a people mm-hmm. because they're 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 selling to i when i think about marketing people when i see commercials and i when i see ads i feel like those people be the most removed from society, mm-hmm. you know, they don't went and got their degrees, and they've been studying these books, yeah. and it's like they almost don't go out of out, outside, mm-hmm. or they don't really have conversations with regular people because they always seem to me like they ten years behind. Mm-hmm. Like we was on that before, you know what I mean? Like right. when they did the Burger King commercial with Mary J standing on the table singing, 
Right. <laughs> like, that probably would have been popping in the 90s. Right. That would have made sense then, you know, or the late 80s. Right. And we would have seen, you know, somebody like Shaka Khan standing on the table. Yeah. But she mm-hmm. did that in 2000 or something. And yeah. that almost ruined her career. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, right. Like I said, they, uh, it's, it's idiots behind it. Yeah. What I thought, again, just to kind of elaborate and to your point, the fact that, you know, the uh, Johnson company did it, like you said, they kind of brought light to like, hey, there's this entire untapped market that you could capitalize on because we all know about the power of the black dollar. But then when we go back and look at it, like you said, from a marketing standpoint, you have people who are totally removed who don't know about our demographic. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, they have, you know, case in point right here. Um Monday Night Football. This was when Michael Vick was in jail. I'll never forget this because I was watching that. Uh, I was watching that episode, not episode, but that game mm-hmm. where Arthur Blank basically made this this off-putting comment, and I'm sure he probably didn't think it was racist the, or anything like that. The fried chicken that. comment. The, fr- the fried chicken comment. Yeah. What is Hold on, let me. Uh, let me. Yeah, I got I got to save. But he basically made this off-handed comment about Michael Vick if he wants to come back and play. And I'm paraphrasing, but I'll, I'll get it here. Yeah. I'm pull it up real quick. Basically, you know, he can't be in the, you know, in the slammer eating fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Can't get right, right. Basically, yeah. I'm, I'm that's sure what, that's what he'll say he meant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I got this from the uh, Huffington Post, uh, dot com, And of course, this internet on this phone is we going super slow. Yeah, we know what he meant. We know what he meant. Yeah. Another yeah. I'm bringing, I'm, no, I just want to make no, this no, quote real quick. He was like, uh, there's a lot of roadblocks to Michael coming back and even playing in the National Football League. Tony, let's assume he's out there three seasons, 07, 08, 09. He does, if he doesn't watch himself and eats a lot of fried chicken and fries in the prison, comes out 215 pounds, he's not going to be the same athlete he was, end quote. And that was uh, those were his words. But I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I've seen uh, – yeah, I remember that too. And, mm-hmm. You know, I was younger then, but now I'm just like, damn. That's, we know what he, the hell he made. He ain't talking <laughs> right. about damn gaining weight. What the hell are you going to gain weight in prison? You lose weight in prison. Right. But come on, fried chicken? They don't sell no damn fried chicken, no damn jail. Right. It was a racist shot, but it wasn't like big. No, it wasn't like, big, I but – march over it. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But the point is the fact that you feel so comfortable in saying it. You know, and like Mike, Mike Tirico. Safe, yeah, he feels safe. Yeah, he felt yeah. safe. Mike Tirico just stood there and didn't say Mike Tirico's a little short black dude who does a Monday night football commentary. I'm sorry, man. I, 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 I'd like to think that I would have said something. You didn't even hit him with the wow. You said that on TV. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, again, to back to your point, you know, when they market these things to us, when they sell these things to us, they're coming at it from a point of superiority. I mean, this goes all the way back to, you know, why how we were brought here and why we were brought here mm-hmm. a lot of these people you know who are so detached from society because they come from old money or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. they still see us they don't see us as human you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and they just see us as a product but look at what they were saying in 1954 they were identifying what we had already been doing mm-hmm. like even that state even that video was mm-hmm. already dated mm-hmm. right you know, we already were in those neighborhoods. We mm-hmm. were already in those cars. Right. It goes all the way back to what we spoke about last week. Mm-hmm. Tulsa. Mm-hmm. They oh, were yeah. doing that back then, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a market. Right. They just feel, somebody felt like they was brilliant when they said, you know what? Right. Let's do a documentary. <laughs> right. Let's do, yeah. <laughs> right. Woo, right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Let them know that, hey, 
it's not racist anymore if you want. I mean, it's not anti-white mm-hmm. to go ahead and just sell to these people. Right. Get your money up. White people not shopping enough. Get some of their money, too. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's always been about, man. You know what I'm saying? It's always been about capitalizing on that untapped market. Even, you know, and you see it in Hollywood today. And I'll just, you know, throw uh, insert this in here. They call it woke Hollywood. I hate any time there's a word that was used by, and I'll just say us as quote-unquote black people, mm-hmm. that... Slang or whatever you mean. Right, whatever yeah. type of word that we use. You know, back in our day, we used to say you conscious. You know, back in the, the old school days, they would say I'm hip. Mm-hmm. You know, but how it becomes gentrified and, and taken, you know what I'm saying? And now it means something dirty. They diluted it. Right. Yeah. You know, and how they insert what they perceive as woke stuff in these movies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hollywood is in is in an uproar now. Um, you have, especially with like the Marvel comics thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have this. You know, you got the comic book nerds in there who are mad because you know they basically taken the original lore or whatever and made it for made it more diverse. So you know, you have a lot of representation in these particular movies and stuff like that. And it has that that genre, you know, in an uproar. But I say all of that to say this, man, anytime the capitalists want to make a quick buck, they know that they can call on us. They know that they can come and get us, you know, just like every four years. I'm sure you've seen the commercials now with Joe Biden. You know, he was in a barbershop in South Carolina. Did you see that? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This is the same dude back in the 80s who was like, we don't need another nigger mayor. We don't need another. And I'll I can play that that clip for you guys a little bit later on. But you see, this is the thing, man. We have to hold these people accountable for what you say and what you do. You can't or if you don't vote, vote for me, you ain't black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, stuff and like that. went out there and voted for him anyway. <laughs> nobody even checked him like, yo. Right. Yo, more racist than what Trump was done. Right. <laughs> Seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to throw this one thing. Y'all hear about Eminem and his old tape that he made. And um, what's the name? A couple of rappers were talking about it now. He made a diss song about his ex-girlfriend that was black. And oh. he was just saying, like, you know, I hate black woman, y'all are just niggas, and this and that. Hmm. And his response to that old tape coming out right. was, man, I just I was just going through a tough time. You know, my girl had cheated on me, and she was black, so mm-hmm. I just made that tape. And everybody was like, you don't give a damn. Right, right, <laughs> right. Some racist stuff. Yeah, he was saying calling women, black women niggas and, hmm. you know, the other, like hard R's and all that. And he was um, like, black women ain't shit. I've never listened to Eminem, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm what like, I brought that up because what surprised me yeah, was one good song to me. <laughs> that was Renegade. Nah, he yeah, ain't like, to me, but you know that. So he said the best, but right. what pissed me off was the people in the comments, especially the black people, were actually defending mm. Eminem. Mm. And mm. <laughs> he said, and now I'm just like, mm-hmm. you think he's racist? So, have you never said any racist things before in your life? I don't think I've said anything racist. I've said what, I know, what I needed to. No, I, I, I said what I needed to say. My white homeboy, boy, if y'all heard me, <laughs> I've said some crazy things. <laughs> but, I mean, shit. but I'm not racist. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, know. listen. Every time I say that is on there, I always think about the dude in, in, in Europe, in the UK, when mm-hmm. he started talking about the Islam dude. When he was talking about, is he racist? When the white lady asked him, was he racist in the mm-hmm. audience? And he's like, everything you put that uh, that suffix on, it's, it's, 
it's 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 the master of it's the it's the uh, hmm. it's the love for right. When you think okay. about activists. When right. You think about you know uh, pianists. Right. You think about sex farmers. Right. Okay. I get you. you. Know I what get mean? you. He's yeah. saying that. So when I say yeah. racist, like I always think about that when I say it about myself. Like, uh, right. Right. Like, am I racist? Like, I I want to say yeah because I love my race. Yeah. Right. Right. That's right. a love for. But am I racist in the way that I hate white people now? No, I don't, right. I don't hate. I don't hate people in general. Right. I hate. I just hate. I hate Sam. I hate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, there you go. And see, like with him, and like I think this the I situation. Hating LeBron, I recently. Started. Who? LeBron, about LeBron. I recently, I, but go ahead. Because he. Oh, um, before you go, I wanted to say yeah. this. You said something earlier. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to ask you this question. Do you think you said something about you know the way they advertise the stores, right? Mm-hmm. I mean the 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 the, the main topic. Right, 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 right. For sure. Trying to remember everything I had thought. <laughs> so. Do you think that's part of why we did the branding thing back in the day? Like how it came. How they to be branded like, slaves? No, how we uh-huh. do the branding thing. Like, like you got one person like I'm an Apple. I like Apple, and you got the other person they like Android. Oh, but you think about it when oh you saying about comfortability? Right. You, you mentioned something about us. No, one of us said it. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that's where it came from? Now it's a little diluted, and we just got we 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 traded in our old slave owners and we, we just brand ambassadors for everybody now. Mm-hmm. But I think when... Free advertising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think back in the days, we were like, well, I like Nike because when I go to Nike in that store being a black man, they don't treat me like I'm a nigga. Right. You know what I mean? And that's how some brands got on. Right. Because they treated us okay. Right. And we didn't. We went to something else. Now, of course, right. I but back you. then, you know what I, I mean. You. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like with you. Maybe I, I shop at Sears right. because when I went at Sears, right. That's why a lot of us up north was wearing Sears Roebuck jeans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? Wearing those kind of pants everywhere because they treated us right when we went in there, right. I get and you. Even though they're double charging for the jeans, <laughs> right. I get you. We still went there to get them because they treated us right, right. And I think that was mentioned in the uh, in the video as well. Yeah, about the treatment. I believe I believe that was mentioned in there as well. Because we're loyal like that. I'm I'm like that. If right. you treat me right, right, I'm coming back. Right. I don't like Nike because I know every time I deal with Nike, they treat me right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So, I get you. Yeah. Well, me in particular, I just use Nike. Yeah. 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 Me in particular, I wear whatever, regardless of yeah. you know. You know, regardless of, but my thing is, I'm not going to overpay for anything. So mm-hmm. I'm more value centric, you know, if you will. What I do is I go to, you know, I, I go to a department store and I'll see something. I, I have a general rule of thumb. I'm not going to pay over $50 or $60 for a pair of shoes. I'm sorry. I just won't. I'm not going to pay over $30 for a Why pair of jeans. Why you looking at your shoes when you said that? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, these are some Pumas. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, and I paid 42 <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to pay no, over Don't 20. let this man yeah, stare no, no, you in the wrong direction. I, I, I done learned. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, you know, I'm not going to pay over $30 for a pair of jeans. I'm just not. I'm not going to pay, pay over a certain amount of money for a shirt. I'm just not because clothes are, th- are just that. They're designed to be worn. You know what I'm saying? I have like some name brand stuff on, but I'm not going to I'm not going to overpay for anything like that because to me that's not a measure of my wealth. You know, I measure my wealth by what not only I have in the bank, but what type of what other type of equity I have. And see, this is kind of where I wanted the conversation to go to, what we value 
You know what I'm saying? I, you know, it's sad because it's now, it seems like, but before I go on, did, I, did that answer your question? No. Okay, right. I want to make sure. <laughs> I want to make sure I ask you a question. But um, I'll go. I'll go the to the origin a, of us with brands. Yeah, yeah. I could believe. I, I, I could believe I, it. Yeah, yeah. I could believe yeah, it because like, yeah. yeah, it was mentioned because you know shortly after integration, we were only allowed in like in certain stores, and so yes, we did go to those patronize those stores because those were the stores that allowed us to go in. Yeah. You know, and so Cadillac wasn't a good car. Cadillac just allowed us to come there to buy Cadillac still ain't a good car. I was buy a Cadillac. I mean, like, yeah, it wasn't right. a good car, right? But they allowed us to buy them, right? Right. And that's why Cadillac got popular because they allowed. They understood. They probably seen the video, right? Yeah. I know Cadillac was mentioned in there. Yeah, yeah, they, Cadillac they was mentioned it, in there. Yeah, and it was like, yo, yeah. mm-hmm. ain't nobody else letting them get cars, right? So let's capitalize. Yeah, yeah. There was a uh, Chevy said, "Let's make a car for them." Exactly. You know, that is an acronym for Pontiac. I say, po old nigga think it's a Cadillac. You know, that was an acronym that was, that yeah, yeah, you know. So these things, you know, were true. Yeah, think it's a Cadillac. Pontiac, po old nigga think it's a Cadillac. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, you know. I'll never drive that again. <laughs> <laughs> Why you think they died out? <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, man, that, yeah, I, I do believe that, I do believe that that was the case. There is a movie uh, Hoodlum mm-hmm. about uh, Bumpy Johnson, yeah. and there was a scene in there where Dutch Schultz, you know, he was in Harlem, mm-hmm. and uh, Andy Garcia's character he played Lucky Luciano, and he was like, you know, your Harlem pennies. Rest in peace, Andy. Andy Garcia did. I just killed him then, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah now he, he passed. passed. I was like, wait a minute, Andy Garcia? No. But, um, <laughs> but he was like, you know, your Harlem pennies. And he was like, nigga pennies, white pennies, it all add up to my effing dollar. And see, that's the point. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these businessmen, you know, they hate you. I mean, Gucci or H&M. What was that? H&M, one oh, of those? Oh, yeah, I was going to get into that. I was going to get into that. They hate you, but they want your money. You know yes. what I'm saying? So that's the thing. That's why I don't wear products like that. I mean, I'm sure exactly. there's racist undertone in all of these products mm-hmm. because we have no ownership, but I wear what I like. Now, to get back to the point that I wanted to make, I see value more in the equity of my house, the land that I own. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's a measure of wealth, not what I wear. I could be dressed like a bum. You know what I'm saying? But you you don't know what I got, you know what I'm saying, in my bank account. You don't know what I have, you know. So that's one of the things that upon, when we end this radio show, these are some of the things that I challenge the listener to, you know, to look in the mirror and to consider what do you value? You know what I'm saying? You ending the show now? No, 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 no. I'm just oh. saying by the end of the show. <laughs> See, man, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a soundboard. Get sound effects for you, man. <laughs> But yeah, so you know that's, uh, and I mean we can we can we can we can steer it that way if you want to, you know, if yeah. y'all want to steer what steer the conversation more towards those uh, the uh, the unseen driving forces that kind of drive popular thought, if you will, um, if that makes sense. I mean that's the way you see it. Yeah, that's it. I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily look at everything like that. Right, 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 I, right. I, I, I always think about the responsibility of us. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, <clears throat> and yeah. We, what we allow because mm-hmm. they only doing what we allow them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 not picking us up in droves, pulling up to Gucci and then like right, 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 right. We're going on our own because we see our value behind them double G's. But and, why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. One hundred. It's that window. 
Right. It's that window, that window shopping that we were doing mm-hmm. when we weren't allowed in them stores. Mm-hmm. And once we got in there, we acted in the monkey. Interesting thing about window shopping, you know that up north <clears> they <throat> actually used to have slaves in there and modeled. Uh, they would model Absolutely. the clothes. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, just an interesting. Don't make me mention uh, Sarah Bartman. Oh, you know what? Let's say that for when we go back to the other topic. Yeah, let's say that the original video vixen. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. But anyway, but to get my little point, (laughs) so I've never really been into the big Gucci, Louis Mm -hmm. Vuitton, and all that. But the older I got, and the more I studied these brands, especially that year, it was like four or five years ago. You remember when um, Gucci had their Thing where they put out something racist. Burberry had the hanging noose, yeah. and uh, Louis had H and M had the mm-hmm. monkey. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Then the other brand, oh, that was the other one. Mention, I think Mention Mangella. He had the big lips, yeah. monkey lips, yeah. all that. Like they all came out. This is during Black History Month too. They all came out. Mm-hmm. And looking at that, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I would never be caught wearing none of these. Like I had a Burberry shirt, and after that came out, I threw away all of them. Yeah. And that was a gift. I didn't buy, I'm not buying no Burberry, no Gucci, no none of that. But I threw all that stuff away. Yeah, I stopped wearing Tommy Hilfiger back in the Yeah, 90s. I stopped wearing yeah. Tommy. My, my yeah. folks are actually the ones who told me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do Tommy. You know, I have a certain brands that I do like. Right. But the minute they slip up and they say something racist or they do or they blackball mm-hmm. black men or anything, I'm done with them. I don't care how much I, I love them. I wear my Burberry shirt, but it's one of the best quality shirts I've ever had. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not to say anything from the quality, but again, it's the principle of the matter. It's the principle. Yeah, I'm right. Weird yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I just didn't feel comfortable. In right. Yeah, yeah, but it's still I'm being just... pushed and still being the top yeah. brands. How is Gucci still number one? How is things still number one? And then it's the blacks that's keeping these people alive. Yeah, that's it. I like um, you know just sidebar. Whenever I go like luxury, I do consignment. Mm-hmm. Or eBay or something like that. Oh yeah, I never, mm-hmm. I, I've I never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever right. paid retail. I'm cheaper than you, right? So, I'm probably cheaper than both. Yeah, I'm nah. talking about Marshall, Burlington. No, there's nothing on me that you've ever seen. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My shoes, I pay retail, but I've only paid retail because I know the value that they're gonna go up on. That's when I had my business. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. So sure. I know that, but my clothing. Right. If I don't get it on discount or black, not Black Friday or like fifty percent off, day. huh? I can't shop on that day. Yeah, I can't shop on Black Friday either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After like once I find out about something, especially right. it has something to do with me. Nig- niggas was on discount on Black Friday. Exactly. That's right. where the whole Black Friday came from. Right. And I'm just like, right. they yeah. tried to make it seem like it was a hoax, mm-hmm. and it wasn't real. Right. But they actually did that. Yes. Right. Yes. They did that right down the street. Yes. Right. Right yeah. down the street at the old courthouse. Man, at all these Sold town squares. Right there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, all these town squares. You know? Burn them down, huh? Which, let's go to that uh, that thing that you had showed the group. Let's talk about that because that kind of ties in. That that kind of goes into what we're, oh, yeah. uh, where we're going now. It was a woman. They was holding a stripper pole mm-hmm. class, right? Pole dancing class. Pole dancing class mm-hmm. for women. I know you're not. Yeah, I'm not American. Anyways, anyways, pole dance, <laughs> pole dancing class. Excuse me, <laughs> but they was allowing their daughters to come with them to teach them how to work the pole. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what I saw, but I didn't really go into it. 
Uh, well, that's when I see was, they, they got the babies at the babies pole working yeah. the the pole. Mm-hmm. So when I see stuff like that, right, and then I see the little uh, girl that was saying the uh, the uh, the video with the little girls mm-hmm. at the birthday party singing the ratchet song. Oh, that ratchet like, song, like all that stuff. Right, and then they want to say that oh y'all sex you know sexifying us or whatever like y'all just look at us as sex tools and right. our woman is getting uh, the kids are getting uh, kidnapped and this and that y'all don't want to promoting it to them exactly that's how I see it like that, when I see stuff like that it pisses me off I'm just like and then if I say something about it oh don't tell me what I can't do with my child and this and that right in my body and all my that. body my right. you know Even my thing your child they'll say something I remember at a party I'll be I was damn at a cookout right and. For some reason, I think my daughter was like four or five. Yeah. And I walked out the door, mm-hmm. and she was bent over, shaking her butt. I was like, hey. Right. Yeah, strong. I don't give Who hear me? Right. But and it's like, you shouldn't get a- that to her. It's like, right. hey. No, she can't do that. Right. And the whole family of, of women mm-hmm. would gang you and be like, no, that, 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 there's nothing wrong with it. I'm like, what do y'all don't see wrong with this? Right. The patriarchy is dead. I remember when I went on a family trip to a cabin, just real quick. Yeah. Um, I went to a cabin trip with my family one mm-hmm. year, and my cousin was, uh, he got like four or five daughters, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's just four. No, it's probably five. He got a lot of babies. So, uh, <laughs> shout out, DJ. Right. He's a great father, though. Sure. But he had some choice words with his daughters in the room. Mm-hmm. He was talking to them, and and these are his kids. Right. He's chastising them. Right. And everybody in the house, mostly women, mm-hmm. were pissed off. Mm-hmm. Were pissed off. Right. Because, and they kept saying to me, you should go say something. I was like, what? I'm on his side. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Being right. a father, what y'all said we don't do. Exactly. exactly. And promote. Being a father. Right. You don't have to agree with his style. Right. But he's being a father. Mm-hmm. Let him do him. Because whatever he's doing right now, mm-hmm. trust and believe he does it at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if that's the way he talks to them, mm-hmm. that's the way he talks. Right. We didn't hear no hoes and no exactly. B words right. or nothing like that. Right. You, you probably heard, you were doing this shit in my mouth. Yeah. Right, was, right. Is it right. some hope, you know what I mean? Like, he was right. an upset cool. parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen all of y'all do it before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Y'all do it with y'all daughters. Right. But he can't say it to his daughters. Right. I don't I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that that a man can't speak to his children. That's a spirit yeah. of rebellion, man, because yeah. you're rebelling against the natural order of things. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Yeah. When I was um my daughter, my youngest daughter, she was um three years old and we had went to um we had went to this I was still in the military. I was in Fort Bragg and um Oh, you was in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, she was acting a fool in the flea market, and she didn't think I was gonna get that get that backside. Mm-hmm. I whooped her ass right there in front of everybody, and looked around like, well, I mean, this was a military installation, mm-hmm. so you know, it was pretty much, you know, but it wasn't a problem. Right. Yeah. I say that to say this, like, yo, man, you're not gonna tell me how to raise my kids, and if you got a problem with it, come get them, man. I got some friends who uh, who live up in Canada, and I remember when we visited them, they were saying that you can't whoop your kids; you'll get in trouble. According to the law up there, like you literally That's the get same here now. No, it's, it's the same here now, man. Look, yeah. like they call the police. Well, you're just mom. gonna have to call the police. No, I'm out yeah. a couple of days. Yeah. Well, when I get out, whoop your ass again. Right. And as a matter of fact, you know, because I'm going to school for social work now, I do the paperwork. You can take them there. You can take them with you <laughs> because I'll be dead, damned, and in the grave before you tell me how I'm gonna raise my kids. You're not yeah. gonna do it. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, I've man. Had, um, I had some homeboys that went to jail for yelling at their kid. Mm, and mm. every time I chastise my child, I think that's why I identify with my cousin so fast. Yeah. Because every time I've chastised my child, even when we're just alone. Right. I've always felt like I had to apologize for being the father because of the, the, the degree of, of of criticism yeah. that I always had to face. Right. Just being a father. Mm-hmm. I can go to a school. Being a black man, mm-hmm. going to a school is a little bit better now. But right. being a black man, when I was raising my child, going to a school just to check up on her, bring some donuts, like you should have seen them. Yeah. Like I bring like two dozen of donuts with tape on them. Right. Let you know I came right from there. I right. came right from Christmas Cream right, right here. Right, right, right. Still warm. Touch the box. Right. I ain't did nothing to them. Open them, inspect them. Right. And they'll send the donuts home. Mm. They wouldn't never let the kids have them. Ain't that something? But I can send my daughter's mom to the school. Oh, yeah. And she's heralded. Give her three dozen of donuts to take to the class. Yeah. You know it's crazy. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be coming home from work like, yo. I know it's some donuts at the house because they don't never take mine. I'm going to eat one of them. I'm going to eat me about two or three of these things when I get off. Ain't now donut. No, nah, they ain't saying none home. Yeah. Right. But it was cool when, when you did it. But, right. But when I wanted to be a loving, caring father and interested, mm-hmm. you didn't want me at the school at all. Yeah. Shoot. Another story I could tell you, dropping my kids off and the babysitter or whoever, the teacher, will talk to them all. And act like I'm not there. Yeah. All the time. Even the waiters. If we go out to eat. I have to stop people. Yeah. 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 Now yeah. I do. Yeah. Come yeah. like, yeah. And look, she'll talk to them all and I'll be the one to answer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what yeah. else can you, what else is going to be on the menu? You yeah. notice that at restaurants too though? Yeah. Our restaurants yeah. too. And when they bring the check. But when they bring the check, it's side. straight to you. Right. No. They always no. put it on her side. Oh, no. When I'm sitting there. No. They'll talk to her with me. They'll talk to her. They but when the check comes. Yeah. Right. They'll start with you or and then they'll slide to the middle. But. Mainly, the check comes to me. You didn't speak to me this whole day. I don't go to those kind of restaurants. It must be nice. Yeah. I know I always get get the check slid a little bit more towards one. Like, you don't <laughs> think I can pay for her meal? <laughs> right. Or what they might do, uh, they'll yeah. look at you and her like, all right, so who paying? Yeah. Right. Shit. Like, or they'll, they'll ask, do you want to split the check? <laughs> like, yeah. come on, man. But like, damn. I, I, why I, don't I, they acknowledge us? Well, there's. I'm trying to find it now in my photos, but there was a uh, issue of Vogue magazine mm-hmm. where they had LeBron LeJames bouncing the ball in one hand, and there was a, he had a white woman in his hand, and the other. Did y'all see that? I like the way you said his name, though. But go ahead. And it's likened to LeBron LeJames. Uh, <laughs> but they, but there, I have the picture where there's a cutout of the same thing of uh, King Kong holding a white woman like that, and instead of a basketball in one hand, he had a uh, like a yeah, stick. No, he had a stick in one hand. I'm trying to I'm trying to the find it, man. Oh, yeah. it was the top of the empire. Yeah, he was holding. Yeah, yeah. but man, I'm trying to find that uh, that picture now. That wasn't on Vogue. The picture on Vogue was LeBron, and he had a white woman. The same. She had the same green outfit on. He had on black, and he was bouncing the basketball like ah like that. And then the picture that I have is a side by side with the monkey. You know and what I'm saying? That's cool. He thought it was cool. But see, time. but my point is, is that that's how they see us. They see us as the brute. Uh-huh. That's how it is, and that goes back to like we were talking about last week, the plantation days. I'm gonna find that picture, but that's cool. that's that's the that's the image that they have of us. Why do you think that, that every time, you know, why do you think police brutality is such a issue with black men? Why is it that, that you know when they stop you, they gotta have half the damn police force there, and you just ran a red light? 
Shoot, when that um to talk to me with hand on the gun. Right. Yeah. When I got pulled over for um child support, right? I seen one cop. It was an accident, but then he called backup. He let the other person go and he was like, you know, sit tight. So I'm like, I already know what that is. I didn't see three more police came. Three more. And I'm just like, okay, what the hell going on? I thought it was just an accident. Right. He came back like, get out of the car, you're under arrest for child support. And I'm just like, huh? <laughs> wow. Three, four, I'm talking about four police cars. You under arrest for child support? For failing yeah. to failing to pay. Yeah. yeah well, that's, that's what they They suspended yeah. my license the day of mm-hmm. that same day. Even though I already paid. And then they come get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I already paid, though. Mm-hmm. But they came get I beat the case, by the way, because they said there was something in their system. Quote, unquote. Always is. Yeah, quote, unquote. But mm-hmm. I, I let I even let the police officer know, and I even put up my child support and everything. Like, bro, I paid it, this and that. It was like, listen, I'm just following orders. I'm like, okay, but what was the backup for? Mm-hmm. That's, that, <laughs> that's that black tax that we don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. That was my whole thing. Like, okay, that's cool now, but what was the backup for? Four mm-hmm. police cars? Yeah. They see you as a threat. Yeah, there was actually a good book for you guys out there, a recommendation. Her name is Carol Rhodes, and she wrote a book. And, man, if you find the book, it's it's a blessing because they took that book off the uh, off the shelves. And it's A Friend okay. to the Court, An Enemy to the Family. How And basically, she was a child support uh, enforcer, mm-hmm. but she saw how the child support system is despairingly towards the woman and how it's, it's meant to di- uh, divide and break up the families. Yeah. Carol Rhodes, again, is the name of the author who wrote that. And it's a friend of the court, an enemy of the family, man. Very good book. And she goes into good detail about how that whole Department of Children and Family Services is specifically designed and targets the family unit Mm -hmm. and destroys the family unit. Now, this is a white woman. She has no skins in the game, so to speak. So she's not coming from she has no agenda or anything like this. She's just a woman who saw, you know, what was going on. And she, you know, she took up a crusade, for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. against it, and she fought to expose it. Which brings me now to this point that I'd like to make. Where is our leadership at when it comes to this? Nobody's ever been successful in that fight either. Nobody protects black men. Do you know the crazy part, why you said that? Mm -hmm. Me, my cousins, friends, everybody who went to child support, they always told me that ladies at the desk be like, man, we know, we know it's not you. Yeah, it was like, man, we, we already know, and the way she was acting, this and that. They know what's going on. Until they mm-hmm. have to enforce it. Yeah. Then you right. get another person. Yeah. Right. They nice when you go in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they have to enforce anything, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to go through that crap with my youngest uh, with my youngest daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, they suspended my license. Mm-hmm. And every time I would get pulled over, I was like, hey, man, I'm going, you know, I was thankful to Yah that I never got arrested or anything like that. But the last time I went to court, this was back in 20, I want to say maybe 2014 or 2015 or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, it was a, a black judge. And she asked me, you know, why something like that and I walked up to her desk I was like ma'am may I approach your you know can I come up and I showed her a picture of my two daughters they were young at the time and I told her a picture I was like this is why I got pulled over and this is why I will continue to get pulled over because I'm going to support these two children regardless of what your law says she dismissed the case Man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, <laughs> she saw me and I was like, ma'am, I'm not out here. It would be something if I was out here wilding out, acting a fool, but I'm going to work. Every time I got pulled over, I was going to or coming from work. You know what I'm saying? You see, I'm not neglectful on, you know, on these payments up to now. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so how y'all going to suspend my license and then expect me to go to work? You know what I'm saying? And that's the point that I wanted to say to the men that are listening. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how the world treats fathers, mm-hmm. how the world um, um, punishes us for, for for supporting, for showing up, continue to show up. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. be discouraged, man, because all of us have dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Keep Keep on trucking, man. You got to. You got to. Um, I, I don't believe in certain things when it comes to like dealing with children and, and, um, maybe God to deal with me on that. But like with my oldest daughter and, um, we don't have the greatest relationship because I wasn't going to drag her through some of my experiences as a child. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not dragging you through court like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to you wanna strip away the rights that I have, God-given rights mm-hmm. that I have, okay. But if I still have to support you, I'd rather do that than take my last dime and give to a lawyer to fight for something that should be rightfully mine. And that's that's how mine's went as well, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's but sad, though. Kudos to the fathers that have enough to do both. Yeah. You know, yeah. kudos to them. Yeah. Because if you have it, you should. But if you can't, you can't. Right. But then my lawyer can't, can't pay a thousand dollars a month and then pay a, a lawyer or retainer of five thousand. That that's exactly you know, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot for the average man to do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that a woman can get on the stand and get on on social media or have mm-hmm. conversations and say that you should you should have did more. You should have fought for your child. Yeah. Why why am I fighting? Why I got a fight? And you saying that you. You're saying this to me, and you're the one I'm fighting. Yeah, that's the crazy part. I shouldn't have to Not the devil you. telling me. Right, right. <laughs> He'd be the most confusing thing. Yeah. You should have fought harder. I'm fighting you. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. You got the gate up. Stop fighting. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You Let stop it down. Right. You, you the commander? Yeah. The hell? Yeah, I'm oh. sorry. I was, I was still trying to find well, that picture. Good. I thought you I had good. it in my... Uh, it's cool. You can send it to me. Yeah, I'll send it to page. you guys. But yeah, man, it's just, it's interesting. And so that's, that's, that's my point now is like, we, we have to require more of our quote unquote leaders. First of all, I'm tired of leaders being elected for us, yeah. you know? And I'm I mean, explain that. okay, check it out. Um, and let's see, going back to the whole bourgeoisie thing and like the, instance or the case between the haves and the have nots hmm. there uh, i asked uh i asked you earlier did you know about the uh talented 10th you have you heard about the talented 10th hmm. Gee. the talented 10th is it was coined by uh w.e.b du bois and um i have it in this book here the black bourgeoisie i'm not gonna read the whole the whole thing or whatever but this is another good book because it talks about it talks about the um you're a reader oh yeah man yeah yeah, like, shoot, man. I always say, man, I'd rather open a book than a browser, you know? And, like, it's it's because information like this, they're not going to put information like this on the Internet. Mm. They're only going to put so much. Like, how many have y'all ever heard of Steve Coakley? No, no, no. That sounds familiar. Oh, man, yeah. Familiar. Yeah, Steve Coakley, man. And I know I'm, I'm going to try to hold it together. Well, we'll make your point first, though. Okay, but it, 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 all, it all ties together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... So I'll start with Steve Coakley because Steve Coakley, he is called the original boule buster. Have you ever heard of the boule? Uh-uh. A lot of people think that. Have you ever heard of the boule? 
A lot of people say that Alpha Phi Alpha is the first black Greek letter organization. They are not. Uh, Sigma Pi Phi, or otherwise known as the Boule, was the first Greek letter organization founded in 1904 in Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, by Henry R. Minter. And this organization or this fraternity was founded like Skull and Bones. They were, they, they, uh, and a lot of people, I know y'all heard of the Skull and Bones, right? Mm-hmm. This organization was founded after Skull and Bones because prior to or after uh, post-emancipation, after the Union armies conquered various parts of the South here, mm-hmm. they were shortly followed by missionaries. And I know I'm 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 taking you I'm taking you away, but this is this Black History Month going right, 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 right. right. We, we we getting there. So shortly after the Union, the missionaries followed, just like they're doing in Africa now. You know what I'm saying? After you after the the uh, colonizers come in, then you have the missionaries trying to get you to assimilate and think a certain way. And so this happened. All of uh, the historically black colleges were funded by white philanthropists. The NAACP was funded by white philanthropists. You know, the Rockefellers, the Carnegie's, no. all of these different names and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I say that to funded, say... Funded, not founded. You might as well say founded, mm-hmm. but they were funded by... Yeah, it still is. NAACP yeah. was started by black people, though. But it was funded by white but people. But it was funded. Yeah, funded by white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, again, the Pied Piper, you know what I'm saying? He won't, he, hey, that's who playing the music. You know, so I always say follow the money. It's just like black, you know, Black Lives Matter. But go ahead. Oh, man, dude. What a. Hey, we we could, we could, we could, oh, we. Well, them witches, man. Anyway, anyway, that's, whoa. You, boy, you got my blood pressure when you said that, man. Worshiping the dead and all of that crap. But anyway, getting back to, uh, getting back to this, I'll just read this short little, uh, snippet. And again, this book is called The Black Bourgeoisie and it's written by E. Franklin Frazier. And on page 68, this is according to uh, 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 W.B. Du Bois. He said, the Negro race, like all races, is going to be saved by its exceptional men. The problem of educating, then, among the Negroes, must first of all deal with the talented tenth. It is the problem of developing the best of the race that they may guide the mass away from the contamination and death of the worst in their own and other races. So on that precept, because W.E. Du Bois was a part of the Boule, and so getting back to the Boule is this first Greek letter organization founded by Skull and Bones, and they wanted to take a tenth of the population, of the black population, Mm -hmm. and guide the masses. So you had people like Bill Cosby as a member of the Boule. All your rich, uber-rich blacks are a part of this Greek letter organization, whether, you know... Whether uh, openly or... Uh, I mean, it goes back to plantations, though. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That whole house nigga feel me nigga mm-hmm. thing. And so that's why I'm saying, like, with our leadership, Jesse Jackson, big time boule. You know, and the brother Steve Copley, he first came into this understanding after Mayor Harold Washington, who was the first mayor of Chicago, he mm-hmm. was killed. He was murdered. And so once Steve Copley started uh, investigating this, he stumbled upon this black elite who was basically kind of behind the scenes, kind of pulling the strings and pushing black thought in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was talking about, you know, uh, at the beginning, like this hidden hand kind of guiding the masses, you know, towards a certain way of thought. And so now like you have documentary. Yes, sir. Which they, they put it out. Bob Johnson is Boulay. That way. Was Boulay. But they also 
put it out knowing that them back then will see it too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so fast forward to today, you know, with all of these quote unquote, because now we're in the age of the digital influencer. So now we have all of these influencers and stuff and stuff like that, steering our people away from away from where we should be. It's all about I got to get mine. You get yours. Whereas pre uh, pre integration, when we were segregated, we were bound together by the struggle. Mm -hmm. And so, like my point of saying all of this is, is that we need to hold these people who fancy themselves leaders within our communities. If they don't have our best interests at heart, then we need to get them the hell up out the way. And we need to put people who have our best interests at heart in these prominent positions in order to catapult us to where we need to go. That's my point with the whole bourgeoisie thing. Them. Yeah. yeah. Support the ones that... Not the, like the, um, not the one that I, I just, I'm sorry, no, I'll just no, say no, this no, real no, quick. No. Boulay means advisor to the king. So I don't want nobody to advise the people who are oppressing me. I want people who have my best interests at heart. In that. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to make an example, like like you said, with the whole Ice Cube thing. Mm-hmm. We're trying to push uh, the black, black contract, the black mm-hmm. contract and uh, P. Diddy with the, the black uh, party. For, yeah. Um, voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That was just my two examples. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to get it. That was, that was oh, that was it? Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. What he was saying yeah, was kind of like yeah. what yeah. they was doing, but he's trying yeah. to steer us to the right way. Yeah. And, you know, the, like you said, the 10% or whatever. Right, 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 right. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm under the impression that, you know, I don't got to a point when it comes to, like, black leadership, whether it be on a small or, or, or large level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what the vessel is. Sure, I'll be the vessel. Sure. I mean, but I don't care about the vessel. Like, it can be a P. Diddy for me. Mm-hmm. Because if he opens that door so the righteous can come through, mm-hmm. I say go ahead and let him open the door. I get you. You know what I mean? I get you. Because we ain't got to support Diddy. We got to support those 21 delegates that he got behind him yeah. to open that door for them. Mm-hmm. We got to get behind them. Diddy just had the means to open the door. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. My thing is, is I want to have other options. I don't want this to be the only thing because like, where has voting gotten us in the 400 some odd years that we've been here? Nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, we need to come up with some other alternatives. You know, the only time the proverbial powers that be even acknowledge us is around election time. That's it. You know, when they want to get, uh, when they want to either get in office or remain in office. (laughs) And then my whole thing with the whole political system is, you know, Democrat, Republican, it's two wings of the same evil bird. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care, you know. Same bird. Yeah, same bird, just two different wings. Right and left wing, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? The same, you know, people who will get mad at the, the, the Confederate flag won't say nothing about a Rodney King incident. Oh, hell, we can even go even more more uh, current than that. What about the, the black man who was found hung in Douglasville, off in the, uh, in the country road? This was like maybe two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. They said it was a suicide. How is he going to string himself in a tree? Like, stuff like that, you man. Bird, like, I thought about James Bird. Yeah, James Bird, 1997, was dragged to his death in Jasper, Texas. Mm-hmm. Tyler, Texas, I'm sorry. Was it Jasper? Jasper. Tyler? Jasper. Jasper, yeah. So this is the stuff that I'm talking about, man. Like, you want to you know, contract with black, black America. Okay. That's cool. But see, we need to bring up stuff like this. This is the stuff that we need to talk about. We need to talk about the, 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 the his equality heart, gap. His heart was pure about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I ain't going to knock he, him because at least he tried, life. you know, For two years, you know, we didn't even see him. 
Right. Because he did that. Yeah. Well, you know, Q. Q, you know, yeah, Q with his Q, contract with yeah. Black America. Yeah, yeah, he knocked him off. You weren't seeing none of his old movies or nothing. Like, they just kind of, like, blackballed him for a minute. Like, you got to let that go. But see, that's the thing, though. Why is it that, like, you know, when you speak up or when you say something, you know, like. Farrakhan said. Because it makes you scared. Our true leader got to be. To, to recognize our true leader, somebody got to be willing to die. And, and I've tried to tell people that. And I yeah, think man. that's why they push fair fair so much onto us. Because it's like, okay, this is, this is going to be our leader. We're going to kill him or we're going to blackball him. We're going to do this. What did Willie Lynch say about fear? They use fear they as use an fear. instrument of control, man. I was going to say, I don't think they, they pushed it on us. They That, that was there already yeah. from yeah. the plantation yeah. mm-hmm. when they took the bucks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the bucks came from us. That wasn't a, a, a name right. they, they said for animals. Mm-hmm. Right. We were the bucks. Like, that's why you get more bang <laughs> for your buck. They was talking yeah. about selling us. Yeah. Yeah, so we that was us. Mm-hmm. So if you take the biggest, strongest dude out there on the field and you beat him in front of everybody, mm-hmm. who got the power? Yeah, then you take the second biggest one and beat them to the verge of death, but let them live mm-hmm. to show even in even in death we control how you live or how you die. But mm-hmm. like you said, G, sometimes and they let that big one live too. Yeah. He's not big and strong to the women no more, to the kids, right? You know, to the other men, they ain't gonna get behind him when he buck up. He ain't got nobody behind him no more because you no longer strong. So what y'all think about all these black men wearing dresses and all I these effeminate just, roles? I just think that's another uh, <laughs> person. Yeah. Right. That's the same thing. I see it as the same way. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's just. Yeah, that's and that's see, way. my problem with it is I don't like when, again, these elite or these elected leaders justify it and say that it's okay. It's not okay. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Steve Harvey did it, and they're they're starting to reshow it or re-air it now, whatever. He showed you exactly who he was in one of his stand-ups where he was like, for $40 million, he'll uh, act like a monkey. And the nigga, for like two minutes, was like, ah, 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 making monkey noises. So you see, again, come, yeah, mm-hmm. by their fruits, you will know them. So you already know what type of person he is. So why would I take any advice from somebody who will bark like a damn dog if the price <laughs> is right? That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? See, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. We got to hold these when people. I, uh, go ahead. When I first moved to Atlanta, one of the reasons I don't listen to none of the radio stations, yeah. it was like two days in a row. <laughs> the first day, yeah. dudes was calling in on this question. Mm-hmm. Is it gay? And 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 again, no offense to, to the alternative communities out there, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I'm speaking as a heterosexual man. I was... I was like dumbfounded, like that's what's going on on the radio up here, right? So, and and what and was without, the question? I'm I'm getting to oh, it. I I had to do my disclaimer first, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you know the purpose is we we on the air. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the question was, is it gay if your wife do something to your butt? And it was dudes calling. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was dudes calling in. <laughs> that shit just made my saying <laughs> saying no. Hmm. You know what's crazy? I know a, a lot of dudes who would say no, hmm. and I don't talk to them. <laughs> yeah, and I ain't talking about the freaky stuff like you know licking and kissing and all that stuff that people do. It's some freaky dudes. Like, yeah, right. yeah. It's like entrance, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like that. Eh. I like this y'all listening to up here. Exactly. So the next day that I listen to it, after that, I'm already like, whoa. Right. 
I don't come from this. Right. The next day, for five million dollars, would you sleep with Michael Jackson? See, that's that BS. Dudes calling in. Hell yeah. See, that's that. I'll BS. leave my job every right now. Every time I hear that, I'm like, nigga. <laughs> what would it profit a man to gain the world but lose, but lose his, his soul? soul. Bundle sticks, man. That shit makes no sense to me. And I even have like questions like this at my job. They'll say stuff like that. Like, yeah, would you kiss a man for six million? Everybody would say yes. I'm like, what the hell? Hmm. That's all it takes? Right. That's <laughs> six million? That's all a couple of that? Hell You no. got to live with that. Exactly. Hell That's no. like the indecent proposal. Right. Like, for your wife. Right. You, 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 they basically paying you. Say, he ain't never seen that movie. No, you, <laughs> you know about the indecent proposal? No. So a rich man come to you and be like, this your wife? I want to sleep with her for. Is that Demi Moore and. Uh, uh, Demi Moore and Woody. Yeah, uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And I'll give you a million dollars to sleep with your wife. They not and 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 every black person that I've ever spoken to about that movie said immediately, "Hell yeah, nigga!" You're not thinking about the relationship after that. I'd have went to jail because that nigga opened his mouth to say something like something that. Like you disrespect that. me. I have to kick you off. Today. Man, for real. Bow. Today. Straight to his face. For real. Like, I'm just going to have to go to jail because how dare you disrespect me in front of my, my wife. Res- nigga, what is wrong yeah, with my you? My respect and my what? image is, is, is priceless. Something you said earlier <laughs> that I noticed about black people. Mm. When it's a position of power mm. or wealth, mm-hmm. they turn into niggas. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they water themselves down. They don't give them right. something I meant to mention that I'm going to say for part two of the last show's episode. No doubt. But um, when 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 we have an authoritative mm-hmm. type thing when it comes to those type of people, if mm-hmm. they got more power, mm-hmm. if they're famous, mm-hmm. if they're more wealthy, mm-hmm. if they're your boss, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And we'll, 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 we'll eat what they say to us. Like it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Like your boss at your at your company huh. can come to you and be like, "I got a question." Trying to be cool with right. you, know? right? Right. Right. Hey, every time you say that, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Why? Why can't I touch your hair?" Right. You know, something crazy like that. Right. Oh, why do you guys love chicken? Right. And, and I, it's I like cool. to I like to answer it's a question cool. with a question. Like you won't even say nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you dead wrong for saying this to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why won't you let me slap your wife ass? Right. That's what I would ask. Right. <laughs> like, right. Okay. I like to meet ignorance with intelligence, though. For sure. For yeah, sure. for sure. I, 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 don't, like, I don't have to stoop to your level. Yeah. Right. You use that same mouth yeah. mm-hmm. that you're using with me. Right. So praise God. Huh? Yeah. But you see, Judah, <laughs> to your point, that goes back to the mentality. We have to establish self-worth. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When you establish self-worth... You're not going out there like I ain't got to have all of this jewelry on. That's you know what I'm saying? saying? Right. Self worth right. to them right. is a million dollars. I'll kiss right. a man for a million dollars. Right. You that's like that's all you worth. Right. It just takes you a hundred thousand to kiss a man. Right. So you gay? That's how I mean. Yeah. That's your preference. Yeah. yeah. That's your preference because I don't give a damn how much money you put on the damn table. And see that. <laughs> <laughs> and see that's that's your preference. Right. Yeah. But be honest about it. Right. Like, don't don't just say that just for this. I don't care. You would do that for free. And yeah. see, that's what pisses me off about how our how our people are being led astray by these these proxies. 
Huh? <laughs> he said, this can't go on YouTube. <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 no yeah, no. well, probably. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, being being led astray by these proxies, man. You know, you have these different archetypes. I'll use that. An archetype is just, it's an image. You know what I'm saying? It's a th- it's an idea. So you have the, the thug archetype. You have the whore archetype. You have the 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 clown archetype. Big big I'm I'm sorry. G. Call me Black Boy. Man, come on. Man. <laughs> I see Black Boy in these streets. See, big man, you're taller than me. So, you know, by definition, you're bigger than me. So I say big man. It's right? <laughs> but they, no. They're gonna start thinking I'm a girly about it. No. I'm proud. Proud of fact. <laughs> I shop at DXL. Oh, you said <laughs> but no, you remember in the eighties, and I mean, hell, even now. But remember the movies? How you know, you know, the the black dude was the streetwise this, this or that. Chris Tucker came up off of that, you know, with the um, robbing his mom. Yeah, you know, or the uh, just that particular character, you yeah, know. Smoking. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the streetwise, you know, wise cracking nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like how we're portrayed. We're portrayed on the world stage. I remember Paul Mooney said this. Paul Mooney was a writer. He passed away recently. He was like, that was that guy, boy. yeah, he was like, pay attention to how you're being represented. He was like the scene in The Godfather where they was with the drugs and stuff like that. And he was like, no. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I've never seen The Godfather. I have no desire to see The Godfather. I'm sorry, man. Like I Stuff like that don't, you know, like I, I yeah, it, it's, it's not for me. For me? Yeah, the Godfather explains corporate America. Right, but that scene was like, no, we don't do drugs. Get that to the niggas. That was my point. Paul Mooney was like, this is how, and this move, these movies go out to yeah, yeah. you know into the ether, and this is how the world sees us. Yeah. And you know we what I'm do saying? It. Exactly. <laughs> right, and we help it by again perpetuating or pushing these narratives, and that's what brings me back to my point. We need yeah. to hold these self-professed leaders more accountable, man, and ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It starts with something. Oh, yeah. You're choosing them as somebody that influences you. Exactly. I remember the Red Fox joke. You know, he read in the newspaper that black men and Spanish men were carrying knives, so he went out and bought a knife. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And that's what we get still. Yeah, yeah. They tell you that you got to dress like that. Mm -hmm. You got to be like that. You got to act like that. Like, it ain't a woman... It ain't a black woman in America mm-hmm. right now at this moment that don't feel like they need to get some lashes. They either for it or against it. Like they have to, like what Cat Williams said, you got to say no. Right. right. You got to have an opinion about these lashes. Yeah. I you, think it's you, ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they got to either be for it. Yeah. You, you're going to have that conversation with it, even if you're Afrocentric. That's a dangerous right? conversation. Even if you're a woman that feels like that's not attractive to you. Right. You don't want to put nothing on your eye. It's a still going to be, you got to say no. Yeah. It's silly to me. You got to say yes or no. Me and my wife laugh about it. It's but ridiculous. We, whatever trend it is for black people, mm-hmm. it's like we, it's it's not them. Mm-hmm. It's us. Right. We got to, like, like zoot suits. Yeah. We look ridiculous. Them loud neon suits with the big hat with the flower, uh, the feather in it. Even the early 2000s with the extra, extra, extra large clothes. Don't talk about my high school years. Yeah, I see. I, yeah, I never I just can't like get that. into tight yeah. clothes. Man, that's not me. I ain't yeah, well, wear... yeah, that's that metrosexual thing. Yeah, I ain't you know, wearing no whole... skinny jeans. No yeah, I don't live in the city. I don't know nothing about metro. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, we, we you... take on these things, like, we got to do it. Right. everybody's doing it. Right. And you remember the old saying, 
If you see your friends mm-hmm. jump off a bridge, mm-hmm. you're going to do it too. Right, right. Remember when we was growing up, it was about individuality. How far left can you go? Exactly. To find your own style. There you go. You're going to go with the shirt inside out. You're going to wear two white uh, white shoe and a black shoe. Everybody wore the Jordans. I wore the Pippins. You got you yeah. to do something yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Be set apart. Yeah, now, man. yeah, it's like a herd of sheep. Group thing. Yeah, group thing. And see, again, you know, looking at it, taking the uh, thousand the thousand yard view, you know, when you look out, why is it that certain things are only the only certain things make it on the uh, on the TV screen? Yeah. Yeah. You know, why is it that certain things are, are allowed to be pushed? You know, we have to demand more. Yeah. From ourselves. Yeah. And from them. Yeah. For the yeah. leaders. Yeah. The so-called leaders. Yeah. And, and, and for ourselves, we we have to. For the black men and black women in our homes, we got to demand more. Yeah. In our communities, we got to demand more. You know, it, it, it shouldn't be so much of us uh, accepting. Right. Uh, accepting the, the, the status quo. For us. Demand but, better. Uh, yeah, demand more. Mm-hmm. But hey, let us know y'all thoughts on this subject. For sure. Let us know what y'all feel about the show. I'll let you hit me. Got my boy Nick in here. Yes, sir. Got my boy uh, Moushe. Right on. And your brother uh, 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 Smooth Thug uh, with a good hair. <laughs> <laughs> no hair at all. <laughs> but hey man, it's your boy G. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Mm-hmm. These are our two cents. Spend them or save them. Hey, cut different on all social media platforms, all streaming networks. Like, share, comment. We out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.